0: If you would like to come and take your seats, wherever you are, come on, come on down and take your seats. Good morning, welcome to uh, the Vine Church, Paul. Uh, my name is Tim, and I'm one of the leaders here uh, today is actually a youth-led service. So it's exciting. Um, So as part of this is that Ezra is going to be leading the meeting today. Uh, So uh, over to you, Ezra. Is that okay?
1: Hello. How are we today? Gosh, it's scary up here. I think I feel safer behind the drum kit. Anyway, um, Emma, yes. you're singing now.
2: that this morning um although it might look like it's me at the front a lot actually all the background stuff has been done by the youth this morning so they've chosen the words the the songs they've chosen the activity we're going to do um and they've done all the background work so and watch this space for a youth band literally this space (laughs) um shall we stand and worship god together this morning so i don't know what um kind of attitude you're coming to church with this morning but has anyone seen the Christmas lights at Bournemouth? Anyone seen them yet? So a few of us went down last night and oh my word it was chucking it down with rain and we got drenched. My coat was still wet this morning so I couldn't wear it and but do you know what the look on Addie and Nathaniel's face was just like wow like it was amazing and we were kind of like yeah it's amazing but it's wet and it's horrible and actually how are we coming to church this morning? Are we coming with a a childlike faith of wow, what's gonna go, what's God gonna do this morning? You know, what's what's gonna happen this morning? Really excited, or are we coming with a it's Sunday, I've got to go to church, I've got to do this, part of my routine. So um, let's come this morning with open hearts and excitement for for what God's gonna bring this morning. When we've
1: got some Um if you're a guest. No need to put money in, but this money will be going to me. (laughs) I wish. Um, uh, Eden and Sapphire, I think it's your activity now.
2: So... Aiden's going to do the bit up the front, and Sapphire did the PowerPoint for this bit. So together, they did it. And Aiden just needs two ticks. So if you're able to, can you get on your feet, please? So we're continuing the theme of um, limitless living. And today, we are looking at love as the last one. Um, hi.
3: Uh, yes, please. Can you explain?
2: OK, so we're going to do a little activity um, where we're going to have some questions. And we want you to move. That's right, move. Um, as to whether it's a yes, not sure, maybe a little bit, kind of, or a no, OK? whether you love this person still, basically. Um, So we'll go, yes, move this way, neutral in the middle, and no that way. Everyone clear? Yeah.
3: (laughs) So obviously the first one is, if someone threw a surprise birthday party, would you still love them, neutral or no? (laughs) Okay, <laughs> next You were given a massive chocolate bar slash cake. Would you still love a person? Would you still love them even if you couldn't eat that chocolate bar or cake? Would you still love a person if uh they creamed you with a pie right in the face? what if somebody bullied a close friend of yours and hurt them would you still love that person If someone stole a personal item of yours, would you still love
2: them? (laughs) (laughs) We love the
3: honesty. It's great. Would you still love a person? If a family member blamed you for something you hadn't done, Would you still love a person if a drunk driver killed your family, or a close family member of yours? More? Uh, and last one. Would you still love them um, if someone took a bullet for you? Uh, you can all sit down now and just take a seat as and where you like, get back to your sports if you want to.
2: Choose. <laughs> Choose <someone
3: else>. <laughs> <laughs> so, pretty much everyone moved from one place to another during that entire experience. Nobody stayed in the same place for all that long. And the whole point of the exercise was to show you that your opinion and your love for someone can change, but God's love for someone always stays the same. So he would have always been on the side of love that person no matter what they've done. And that's pretty much the end of it.
2: (laughs) Sing, sing some more if you'd like to stand.
1: You can now be seated. (laughs) It feels like a school
2: assembly. Over to Emma. Thank you. I'm going to swap microphones and music stands. (laughs) Um, So, as we said earlier, um, we are finishing the series on limitless living. Um, so we've done uh, grace, we've done wisdom, and we've done, anyone remember? Oh dear, <laughs> faith, <laughs> faith. I think you guys need to go on the website and listen to the sermons. <laughs> so I'm just going to recap very quickly. It's a series um, about breaking free from the past, the things that are holding us back from living an open, a big life. Um, so that we can influence um, and impact um, other people with the gospel. So um, Tim, most Sundays, I think, has used the example of a Mary Poppins bag. And before I carry on, I'm going to say something that I totally forgot to say. (laughs) That on the mat here for the children, there is a little activity, craft activity, and a biscuit. So if you'd like to go over there, you're more than welcome to. I'm sorry I forgot to say that. (laughs) Um, So yeah, Tim was saying it's a bit like a Mary Poppins bag, you know, like you just keep, you know, you've got this little bag and then this kind of big lamp come, floor lamp comes out and then a big table will come out. So It just keeps giving and giving. And I was trying to think of my own example and um, I was thinking actually it's like when you're standing on the beach and you look out to the horizon and you think, oh, so you get in a boat and you think, I'm going to go and reach that horizon. But actually, it just keeps moving, doesn't it? As you move forward, it keeps moving. and It just keeps giving and giving and giving. And um, I just think, you know, if creation is so vast and the heavens are even bigger, how great is God's love for us? And, you know, God knows the hairs that we have on our heads. I've got a picture of Nathaniel up here, possibly. So as you'll know, my boy has a lot of hair, <laughs> and I love him more than anything. I would give my life for him, but I couldn't tell you how many hairs are on his head, a lot. <laughs> There's lots and lots of hairs, but actually, you know, it says in the Bible that God knows exactly how many hairs are on our heads, and exactly how many grains of sand are on the beach, and that just, for me, is mind-blowing, just absolute mind-blowing. So let's open up our Bibles, if you've got them. Um, I think it is on the, the screen as well. So 2 Corinthians, chapter 6. And we're going to read verse 11 to 13. I'm going to read from the message version, so you might find it easier to follow on there. It says, Dear, dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide-open, spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. Open up your lives. Live openly and expansively. That line, the smallness comes from within, is a bit hard-hitting, isn't it? <laughs> like, ooh, actually. Um, But, you know, we've been reminded over the past few weeks that actually we've got limitless grace. We've got limitless love. We've got limitless faith and wisdom. We've got God who is limitless. And so we don't need to live this closed life. And we're not talking about, you know, oh, I heard on Sunday we need to live a big life. It doesn't mean, oh, we've got to go and move abroad and be famous and be really big. We're not talking about that. We're talking about actually how can you spiritually live a big life? a big open life for God, and it's about allowing God to work through us completely without anything holding us back. I, um, I was thinking about, you know, what holds us back from things, and um, I did a little Google, as you know, most of us do, and I Googled the top 10 things that hold us back from living a full life, and obviously this wasn't necessarily spiritual life, it was just life in general, and it came up with Top 10 fears. So they were rejection, failure, uncertainty, loneliness, change, loss of freedom, being judged, something bad happening, getting hurt, and inadequacy. And I just thought, yeah, actually, how many of us come to church on a Sunday morning feeling at least one of those things? How many of us are listening to sermons or listening to conversations in life group or things, and we're thinking, I just can't do it. There's something holding me back. There's something getting in the way. And I'm not a betting person, but if I was to bet, I bet it's one of those things. So we're just going to look at those. So let's look at rejection. Actually, do you know what 1 Peter 2.4 says? You are coming to Christ who is the living cornerstone rejected by people, but chosen by God. So there we have it. That cancels out feeling rejected. Obviously, it doesn't. We still feel it. But we know that actually Jesus was rejected. God was rejected as well. But actually, people that are chosen by God are not rejected by God. God is the cornerstone. Psalm 94, verse 14 says, The Lord will not reject his people. Failure, proverb. I'm going to go through this quite quickly. Um, failure, uh, so Proverbs 24, verse 16 says, A godly man may trip seven times, but he will get back up again. Whereas the evil, the wicked, they won't get back up again. And so sometimes in life it can feel like I keep trying to do this, I keep trying, I keep failing, and I keep failing. Don't give up. Because actually we will get back up again. With God's strength. And Uncertainty. 1 Peter 5 says, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares for you. And actually, as I'm saying these verses, I'm thinking, well, it's all very well and good saying it, isn't it? But actually, it's how we feel it. But it's about a choice. Love is a choice. You know? And it's our choice whether we believe these Bible verses in our hearts and our heads. Because they're two very different things, aren't they? (laughs) And it's about choosing to believe. Yes, actually, I know I'm really anxious about this situation, but I am going to choose to give it to God. I'm going to choose to just let God take control of this. Loneliness. Psalm 68 says, he's father to the fatherless, he's defender of the widow. God places the lonely in families and sets the prisoners free by giving them joy. And, you know, we can sometimes think, well, actually, God hasn't placed me in a family, but actually we are family, aren't we? We are a church family, and we are God's children, and we are family with other churches. They might worship differently, they might do different things, wear robes or not wear robes. But actually, we are family. And so if you feel lonely, come to church, come to a life group. Go and meet up with someone from church because they're your family. Change. How many people here have a problem with change? Yeah, quite a lot of us. It's horrible, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, I hate it. I hate change. I get so worked up if plans don't go ahead, even if it rains and it's not meant to rain. It really stresses me out. But do you know what? In Ecclesiastes, uh, chapter 3, verse 1 to 8, I'm not going to read it all out, but there is a time for everything. There are times, there are seasons. And so although change might be inevitable or change might be planned, it's actually, do you know what? There are seasons for things. And often as Christians, we can go, oh, it's all right, it's a season, as if it's just a, oh, it doesn't matter, actually, because it's just a season. But actually, we know that there is a time for everything. There is a time for going abroad to mission, if that's what your calling is. There is a time for staying here and doing mission work here, if that's what your calling is. There is a time for doing this job and that job. There's a time and a season for being on certain rotors, you know? You don't have to sign up to a rotor for the rest of your life. It can be for a season, and that is okay. Obviously, we'd like you on rotors because we need people on rotors. (laughs) Loss of freedom. Often, um, I know in youth, we've talked quite a lot recently about, um, actually, when you become a Christian, do you lose your freedom? Do you lose the ability to have fun in a certain way that our non-Christian friends have fun? And actually, we know that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And in that freedom, we can rejoice and we can celebrate. You know, And actually, I don't know about you guys, but I have loads of fun in our socials. like And, <laughs> and seeing you guys giggle more than laugh, even the boys... You know, we have bundles of fun, and actually you can have, in some ways, we were talking on Thursday, that actually sometimes when you have fun with people who are like you, so people that actually believe in the same God as you, you can have more fun because it's safe fun, whereas if you're having fun with non-Christians, actually you've always got this nagging feeling of, I shouldn't be doing this, or like, my parents shouldn't want me to do this. But do you know what? There is freedom where the spirit of the Lord is. Being judged. No one likes being judged. We live in a society where we judge each other. We've got magazines that are saying women and men should look a certain way. And if you don't look that way, then you're nothing. And actually, do you know what? Matthew says, why judge the speck in his eye when you have a plank in your own? And we're not just talking about the way people look. We're talking about people's faith. We're talking about the way people parent. We're talking about everyday situations. Actually, none of us are perfect except God. So we all do things wrong. So no one should be judging. And we shouldn't feel judged. Because actually on the day of judgment, everyone stands. Not just Christians. Everybody stands. Fear of something bad happening. So Jeremiah 29 says, For I know the plans I have for you, and they are plans for good. Now that doesn't mean that the situation you're in at the moment, God is going to suddenly go zap, I'm going to take you out of that bad situation. Because sometimes God will show his love to us by leaving us in that situation. And we can't always understand it at the time, but actually... When we're out of that situation, we can look back and go, wow, look how God blessed me. Romans 8, 28 says, we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God. Getting hurt, fear of getting hurt. Psalm 23, I'm not going to read it all. We all know it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. His rod and his staff comfort and protect. We know we have a God who loves us and who is, surrounds us. And then the fear of inadequacy. So Romans eight thirty nine says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Wowza. Wow. Do you agree? <laughs> God's love surrounds us. God's love defines us. And God's love is within us. So we see love all the time, don't we? You know, everything is focused on love, whether it's right love or wrong love. You know, adverts, perfume adverts, they're all about love. Love, aren't they? You know, everything's sold through love or what the world perceives as love. You know, Valentine's Day, everyone goes crazy, all the shops go crazy, there's just hearts everywhere. You know, love is all around us. How many people have got that song in their head now? Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> and, you know, but we can also see God's love around us, can't we? You know, when we did that um, last summer, we did the five pound, everyone got five pounds. And we shared it, and we were sharing God's love doing that, you know? When you help someone cross the street, you're showing God's love. When you help someone with their shopping, you're showing God's love. And there's a couple of people in this church who, for me, they just seem to know when I need a cuddle, and they come and they give me a hug, and it's just, that is God's love. That is God showing he loves me through them. God's love also... We can show by ch- turning the other cheek, which is so hard sometimes. But actually, if someone wrongs us, the human in us wants to go, you did this to me, blah, 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 But we can show God's love by just going, actually, I'm going to turn the other cheek. I'm going to not look away because we still need to, you know, we are human. But we can show God's love by not retaliating. God's love defines us. God loved us so much, he sent his son to die for us. So therefore, we are a child of God. We are an heir to the king of kings. We are adopted into his family. We are made in his image. And we are united with God. Therefore, if God is love, which he is, what does that make us? We're children of love. We're children. We've got God's love in us. We've got God's spirit in us. And love is within us. So we know that when we become, when we accept God into our lives, we are filled with the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And love is the first one. We've been exploring on a Sunday morning the fruits of the spirit. And we were looking at actually why is love the first one? And we all came up with the same conclusion of actually, because if you don't have love, you can't really have the others. But a fruit needs to grow. And the fruit of the spirit in us needs to grow. Yes, it's there and it's given to us. But actually, through the Holy Spirit, we can grow this love. The spirit can grow this love. We cannot grow spiritual fruit. We can grow Normal fruit in the garden, we can buy normal fruit, but spiritual fruit we cannot grow without the Holy Spirit. So I just ask you, what is holding you back today from living a full life? Is the voice of fear louder than the voice of truth? And what is fear holding you back from? You know, we can use the limitations of our past experiences to go forward. But we can also use the limitations of our past experiences to hold us back. And actually, the consequence of fear and the consequence of limitation is not the lack of God's love, but it is the lack of its full impact in our lives and through our lives. And, you know, I love the story of the prodigal son. It's used for quite a lot of examples, isn't it? But I just love that image of God, our heavenly father, just arms wide open, embracing us in love. You know, it doesn't matter what we do. It doesn't matter where we've been. Actually, God embraces us with love. And he sheds a tear as we come back to him. And so... Whatever's holding you back today, if you know you're not living the full life that God has for you, I just urge you to speak to someone, speak to Tim, speak to the prayer ministry team. Because you're missing out. You really are. And so we're just going to finish with, um, we've got a video just to watch if it will work. Okay, we haven't got a video. (laughs) Okay, we haven't got a video. It was just a video of the prodigal son, um, a song. It's a lovely one. Maybe I'll ask Vicky to put it on the the Facebook or something so you can see it. But it's a beautiful song, just really focusing on the fact that God loves us. And when we're ready to come back to him, when we're ready to stop the limitations of our past holding us back, actually God's there with open arms. And isn't that wonderful? So we're going to sing again. I don't know who I'm looking at, because it's me, isn't it? Anyone want to do
1: it? Uh, We're now going to be doing the breaking of bread. And before I hand over to Megan, can I just say, please no one do shots with the cranberry juice. Thank you. I mean, there goes my idea. Um, So communion, I had this amazing idea. So you know how the Catholic bread, the stuff that they give you, the priest puts on the tongue, it looks strangely like confetti. Well, (laughs) we have a surprise. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) We're just doing it the normal way because apparently it's too much to clean up. (laughs) So I've got a few Bible verses here. Okay. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This is my flesh, which I give for the life of the world. Then the Jews began to argue sharply among themselves. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, very truly I tell you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and you drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise them up at at the last day. For my flesh is real and my blood is real. Drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, I live because of the Father. So the one who feeds on me Will live because of me. This bread came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate manna and died. Whoever pe- feeds upon this bread will live forever.
2: So it's important to remember that, you know, this is a believer's meal. And if you feel like your heart is not in the right place, I just urge you to just pray and just get yourself straight with God before we take this. So.
0: Ezra and Aiden. Yeah, likewise. Thank you, everyone, for coming. Uh, do thank you. Thank uh, Ezra, Megan, Safar, and Aiden and Emma for all the work they put in. Uh, you know, it's a big thing doing something like this and to do the whole thing. So I want to thank you guys and uh, see you again next year. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, like Ezra's already said, do join us for tea, coffee, and refreshments. And uh, we're going to be starting our Christmas series next week. 1st of December, Christmas Day. Well, not Christmas Day. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, well, apparently 1st of December, you get your Christmas lights up, don't you? That's what a lot of people do. So uh, we'll be starting our Christmas series next week. And uh, have a good week, everyone.